Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. All right. Welcome to Life as an Observer podcast. Uh, really excited to be here. I have been resistant in recording lately, uh, mostly because I've been kind of in this place where I've felt stuck in topic. What do I talk about? What is new? What's fresh? What's, what is the latest thing that people want to hear about? And there's been so many things happening in our world. And I, I have a kind of a, a clear definition of what I want to chat about. And it's kind of about boundaries today, but, um, and really just sort of listening intuitively to self. But Today's podcast might be a little bit of a rant um, with organization, um, but maybe a little bit of a rant um, just because I've had a lot going on and I want to share these events, these retreats, these topics with you. And as I uh, wait to deliver them via my voice, more of them keep coming in and more of them keep coming in, which is leading me to today's topic with kind of this um, energy sucking... (laughs) Um, environment that I found myself in where I need to do some self-preservation and it's not always um, it's not always liked you know people want seems like I'm, I'm being requested in a lot of different places and so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that first but before we get into it um, I want to kind of I want to I'll start today's podcast with a, a quote by Mirabai Bush and then kind of lead you into um into the podcast. But first, let's talk about some of the things that I have coming up. And I, I get asked a lot, like, where do I find your schedule? Where where will you be? What's happening next? Um, you know, what are all the things that your hands are involved in? And I'm going to I'm going to lead people. I'm going to put the, the, the link. I usually use my popple um, link uh, page as kind of the, the main source to find all things that I'm doing. I put all my retreats there and I'll put the link in the description so you can find it. But usually I use that just because I can put, um, all kinds of, uh, information about my retreats, about my workshops, um, the stuff I'm doing on insight timer. Of course, the stuff in my clinic is all on there. And of course, what we're doing here on the podcast, uh, my Instagram, there's so many different little links in there and I'll put the, 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 and in the link below, if you're not using Popple, um, this is not an ad by any means for them, but I've been loving using this. If you're curious what it is, it's just like a little device that I have on the back of my phone. I also have what's called the XL and I put it um, at events, which has a QR code on it, but it's also an NFC or near field communication reader. And then it just sort of uh, directs you to the HTML for um, that particular link site. It's been really awesome. I love um, when people ask me for my business card and I'm like, here, just tap my phone or here, tap this little dot. I know they have some other new uh, innovations coming out, but um, again, this is not a a paid advertisement for them. I just really been enjoying it. And so I like to talk about it. Um, There is, if you go to my popple at the very bottom, there is a link, an affiliate link. 
and um, you'll get a little bit of a discount to get started using Popple, which is kind of a great way to not only save resources like paper, but also to kind of have a cool way to introduce yourself. Now, there's two modes. There's a personal mode and then there's a business mode. And I just keep it on one particular mode. I really like it. I think that it's great to just have it there and be like, here, you need my Venmo? There it is. You need my PayPal? There it is. And people get really surprised, especially if they're in the business of, of doing, you know, uh, sharing contacts old school way. And then you can pull all the, I have it on what's called lead generation mode. So when you go on there, you give me your email and you give me your, your name, and then you end up on my, my newsletter. So kind of a really cool way. And I'm really loving it. I'm really loving Popple. If you are interested, um, click my link. And at the very bottom, you'll see an affiliate link for Popple giving you a discount. I think your first one is maybe $20, something like that. And you get started. And then there's no like monthly fees or anything like that um, if you use the free version. Now I'm using a paid version because I put a lot of links in there, but it's still only a couple dollars a month. So so that's something that's happening. I'm reminded of this because of an event that I did this week. And man, I'm so grateful for those who came out to the Seven Elements of Wellness event. Um, I plan on doing some podcasts with them uh, probably in the very near future, at least being on their podcast. And I would love to interview uh, Trish and Lacey, um, just kind of telling you about what they're doing with their seven elements and as they're expanding, you know, they're, we're based in Southern Utah, but there's a lot of stuff they're doing in the, in the Pacific Northwest. They're doing some stuff going up north into Utah, uh, Northern Utah and all over. And I'm just really proud of what they're doing. And I was really happy to be their keynote speaker this month. Um, so it was just a couple of days ago, um, at, uh, here in Southern Utah, talking about the physical element. It was a really great couple hour event, raffles, lots of people there. We had a sellout crowd. And if you're interested in kind of seeing that. I know they have a group page uh, on Facebook, the seven elements of wellness and on their Instagram, they have some videos of me speaking there. And I'm hoping to get that video sometime soon. I'll cut it up and I'll put it in little segments within my Instagram. And maybe you'll hear it, some pieces of it here on the podcast, because I would love to share some of that talk if I can have access to it. So mostly talked about the nervous system and the body and how we, uh, how we regulate the nervous system and ways we train and how breath work affects us. And there's some, there's just some really um, great topics. It was an amazing crowd, really grateful for everyone that came out and um, hope to do that again. Um, But for the time being, I'm going to, you know, hopefully get them on the podcast to chat about what they're doing. And as they're expanding to, I think their goal is that, you know, every major metropolis in the United States and maybe even more. So um, that happened this week. Really, it was, it was a, a great experience. So thank you to Trish and Lacey from Seven Elements of Wellness. Um, what do I have coming up? Man, there's a lot of stuff happening in the clinic. So we have a lot of group ketamine sessions. We have a lot of breath work workshops that I'm doing. I'm in the middle of teaching 300-hour yoga teacher training. I'm giving you a lot of these details because it's going to tie into today's subject. So whether you're you know, living locally here or you have zero desire learning about it, but I, it's important to hear kind of what my schedule is so you can kind of get an idea of where we're going with this. So I have a couple of retreats coming up, ones for CEOs next week. Um, and then we have our Visionary Veterans Retreat. Oh, I'm so excited. I still need to buy a plane ticket to get out there, but I plan on being in Georgia. I was waiting to, to buy plane tickets because we had a little hurricane pass through this week through that area. But I'll be in Brunswick, Georgia on the 13th of October. 
and um, be there from the 13th to the 16th with my friend Veronica Rose. And we've seen her on the podcast uh, a couple times. We've chatted and been on the, my Instagram a few times. So um, it is a veterans retreat, um, holistic approaches to mental health. And we still have spots available. Um, you can drive there or you can fly into Jacksonville, Florida or Savannah or Orlando um, as soon as it dries. I know Orlando's pretty wet right now, um, but it should clean up. I lived there many years and usually within a couple days, everything dries up and the water goes out to sea. So um, it'll be back to normal soon. But that is happening. If you're interested, I will have a link to visionaryveterans.org um, down in the, the show notes. And you're welcome to join us. Uh, as long as you're a veteran, that's kind of reserved for veterans. And the staff is all veterans. So doing that. And then we have another event coming up in November. Same location. It's at the Hostel in the Forest in Brunswick, Georgia. Um, that is happening. Um, it's called Activate. I'm doing this with an artist named Chris Dyer and Anya Amador. That's happening November the 10th um, through the 13th. And we'll be in Brunswick, Georgia. Same way to get there. But this one is for everybody. So it's an art and meditation retreat. We'll be doing Wim Hof Method stuff there. We'll be doing breath work. We'll be doing ice baths. We'll be doing, um, you know, just um, art therapy. Um, I think we're going to also be uh, working on some projects there in the hostel in the forest. I need to check on them actually and see how they, they survived the storm. Cause I know the storm went through there. So it's a swamp. So they're pretty familiar with having lots of water. <laughs> but if you're not interested in being in that area, I also have another retreat happening November the 3rd through the 6th here in Southern Utah. Now it's quite a bit drier here. And the weather's about to get really awesome. It's happening in Springdale, Utah. Now, if you're not familiar with Springdale, it's the gate to Zion. It's you know the front gate of Zion National Park. And it's happening at Flanagan's Resort. And this is a immunity health activation retreat. So I'm with a couple other co-facilitators really talking about how to boost our immune systems and how to work um, some holistic approaches to our immune system. Now, this resort is fantastic. They have a, a labyrinth and a big old deck that overlooks Zion and it's amazing. It's a very affordable retreat too. And again, I'll put the links to both of these in my show notes, but this is one that I would highly, highly recommend. If you're in the West coast anywhere, you can drive to Zion. It's a great time to do that right before the holidays. Um, it should be very little, um, uh, traffic in the way of tourism in the Zion area. Cause it starts to, you know, as we get into November and December, that's kind of like their off season. So, we're going to do a canyoneering trip um, on that Sunday, which is uh, the 6th of November. So yeah, if you're interested in joining that, you're welcome to uh, to sign up or send me a message if you have questions. Um, in addition to that, I have a couple other retreats that I'm working for next year. One with my friend Jesse um, um, here in southern Utah. We're going to do a, it's called Inspire Fest, and you'll be able to find that on my Popo link or on the show notes. I'm not going to talk too much about that one, but basically it's a breathworker retreat that we're doing here in Southern Utah. So you come, you know, three days full of breathwork instruction, technique, guidance, and of course other activities. Um, I'll have some other trainings that I'm doing for ketamine breathwork and for what we're doing there happening in December. Um, if that uh, interests you all at all, then just message me. Um, it's kind of a closed group for that one, but you're welcome to, to uh, at, inquire about it. And if it's something that's on your path and you're interested in joining, um, we might be able to consider that um, in the near future. Um, 
what else do I have happening? Oh my goodness, there's so many things that are going on in the world. Um, uh, the way of retreats, lots of workshops. So I've been expanding what I'm doing with the Wim Hof method and finding myself in Las Vegas quite often and also up in Salt Lake a lot. And I'd like to expand that. So any of you listeners out there are saying, hey, you know, I'd like to have Ryan speak at an event or talk about biohacking, talk about breathwork, talk about ice baths or cold exposure. Um, I am open and willing. I am trying to fill my weekends really with being at retreats and workshops and traveling all over. Um, we're almost at a year van lifing and um, I think the hard part's behind us. Really, I, you know, that was like the learning curve of getting into the van and being through the hot desert summer here in Southern Utah. Um, luckily I was able to get away a little bit, but as we go into the winter, it's the months that I really like and, uh, cold is definitely my warm friend. So if you want, uh, some workshops near you or events near you, just reach out to me and we may be able to put some stuff together. A lot of people will say, well, when's your next event? I said, well, when are you putting it on and let's put it on and let's see if I can get there. So let's move into today's topic. That's kind of a the list of announcements, at least the, the, the short order of announcements. Um, and let's get into today's content. So I found a, uh, a quote by Mirabai Bush, and I think that I was meant to see it today, honestly. Um, it's talking about your workplace, and but it can be anywhere. This could be your home. This could be your workplace. This could be your friends group, whatever. But she's talking about your, your workplace, and she says, practice tolerance and compassion with your coworkers. And, uh, and encourage personal growth in their lives. Try to create a happy workplace that comes from challenging and satisfying relationship with your work. Be truthful, but not ever critical of others. Care about and take pride in the products that you produce. Don't let money be the only reason you work. If so, it's not worth doing. Remember that at the end, that the end never justifies the means. For in reality, it's not the end you're seeking, but the execution that's important. Keep your life outside your work alive and diverse and fun. Be playful, cheerful, and above all, don't take yourself too seriously. Oh, above all, don't take yourself too seriously. There's a lot of really neat things that I'm going to dissect out of this quote from Mirabai Bush. Um, but I found myself recently, you know, as a entrepreneur and hmm, van lifer and all the different roles that I, the hats that I tend to wear, um, finding myself kind of over stimulated and overwhelmed with juggling my own schedule and telling people where I'm going to be and how I'm going to get there and what I have available. And, um, let me give you a quick example. So I go to Salt Lake to do these, um, ketamine breathwork groups and I'll usually, I mean, it's only a four hour drive, but I'll take three days to do it. <laughs> so I'll go up there and I'll do my the event. I'll leave a day early. I'll do the event. And then I'll take two days or so to come back, stopping off in the desert, just doing a little bit of self-preservation, taking my time and being gentle, being very kind. And that's really pleasant. Now, when I'm finding myself here in Southern Utah or you know, needing to be in the clinic or teaching yoga classes and things that come up, I tend to find that I'm not as kind to myself where I just say, uh, it's not really about setting boundaries, but I tend to say yes to a lot of things because I have the availability in my schedule. 
So this topic sort of arose as I was um, speaking at the Seven Elements of Wellness event this week. And I had a lot of people come up afterward and they were very excited and I was super excited for them that they learned something and they wanted to ingest this information. But what I found is I had a lot of people say, hey, we would like you to speak at this thing and do that thing and be here. Can, can you be here for this? And can you be there for that? And the compassionate person in me says, yeah, yeah, just send me the info. Let's do that. Because I am genuinely interested. I'm genuinely interested in what people have going on and I want to be a part of it. You know, if you listen to this podcast for a while, you'll remember one of the early on episodes where I talked about that when I moved to India, I just said that I wanted to come back and be of service. And that's really what I want to do. However, sometimes I find myself uh, biting off more than I can chew. And that puts me in a place where I feel a little bit guilty and um, not as fully committed as I can. Um, not as present for the things that are important to me in my life. You know, if I were to start to establish a relationship in my life, friendships, and just being present more than just being of service. So I found myself saying, yeah, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. But the truth is I really needed to take a break. So that's exactly what I did yesterday. (laughs) I just took a break. I just said, you know what? I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to Um, you know, even though all those things would be fun and those events and I want to be present for all that, but really what I need to do is rest. I need to play my handpan. I need to just, you know, practice my handpan and write some new songs, do a podcast. You know, I just need to do these things that, that, um, that have been lacking because I've been giving so much. So if you've asked me to do something, it doesn't mean that I'm saying no. It just means that like I'm being very attentive to self-preservation and boundaries that I need to create for myself. So let's go back into that that quote from Mirabai Bush where she says that we need to care and take pride in what we produce. Okay? Now, she's talking about work, but just what we produce, what, what kind of work we do, when we show up, how we show up, whether it's you teaching yoga, whether it's you cleaning a house, it's taking pride in that and not just trying to get it done. If so, um, don't let money be the only reason you work. If so, then it's not worth doing. This has been um, a very dominant, very dominant expression in my life. I've been asked to teach at a lot of different things. And recently I was at a resort that wanted to have me there and I was grateful to be there, but they just didn't treat me the way that I feel like I should be treated, not just financially, but just compassionate, just being compassionate for, you know, the the accommodations and living situation and so forth. So in this instance, I had to make a decision if I would return to this particular location, even though their money isn't, you know, it's great. It's a great gig to be there and great opportunities uh, uh, for them uh, globally. But I was feeling resistance. And the resistance had to do with like the, I think the lack of um, history with the the new management and um, just uh, communication blockages. And it kind of goes into that old saying, right? You know, if it's not a yes, then it's a no. There's not really gray area. And we really have to adhere to that. I, at least I do. I, I don't think that there's much negotiation room. If it doesn't feel good, 
then you just don't do it. Because I look at these things as like contrasting experiences for me. And in the law of attraction, it says, hey, notice contrasting experiences, but let it be in a way that reminds you of what you do want, not the opposite of what is wanted. And that's kind of what I was feeling. I had to think, well, is this what I want? Do I want to go there just for money? Because, you know, I could use the money, but no, the answer is no. Because when you decide to make a decision, the universe shows up in a totally different way. Maybe a way that you could never even conjure up to replace that, to create new opportunities, whatever. So in doing so, um, I did. I got to see new opportunities. Once I made that decision, new doors began to open. And we have to trust it. It is super scary, friends, because you go, um, think about it like this. I'm going to put it in a a different perspective for you. If you were to quit your job, right, that's very scary. You're like, what will I do next? I don't have another job lined up. Um, Where will I go? But you don't know because you're carrying the weight probably in front of your face, the weight of the job right in front of you. And it's blocking where you could go and what could open up to you until you put that weight down, you'll never know. So I had to put that weight down so that other things could open up. And so we're starting to expand more in the retreats that we're doing. Um, When I'm, like right now, I'm mid-teacher training. I'm doing a 200-hour and a 300-hour program right now, teaching it. And that does uh, involve quite a bit of time, you know, and luckily we go in cycles. So on the off cycles, I, I have more time to travel. And that's why in my intro there, I was talking about you have events, let's do them. But I need to plan them accordingly. So I'm like in between trainings and so forth just to make those work. But right now I'm about three months out if you want anything on the weekends. So it's kind of telling you where I'm at. And I get a lot of people who will say, don't you have anything you can do like in like next month? (laughs) I really don't. I don't have any days. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, but then again, it's my own like, self um, preservation that's keeping me from doing that because I could just go to Salt Lake and then come back the next day, but I choose to take three days to do it, you know? So, and that's just because I don't have a whole lot of other weekends. And so I may as well take my time, make it ease, make it restful and make it an adventure. The adventure is really why I went into van life in the first place. So, um, so I try to do rock hounding wherever I can, digging up different minerals and crystals and just making it an adventure. So, you know, I think in the last year we've put 20,000 miles, maybe, maybe a little bit more. I forget exactly what I got it at when I, I'm not, we're not quite at a year yet. I would guess that I'll probably do about 30,000 miles this year or within a year of, um, owning the van. So it's probably, you know, it's a good amount, right? That's a good amount going back and forth. What is that like going across the country back and forth five times or something like that? So, um, we've, we've done a, we've done a good job being on the road, Miss B and I, um, but going back to, to Mirabai Bush's, um, quote that we started with here, it says that keep your life outside your work alive and diverse and fun, be playful, cheerful, and above all, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. Your job is not the most important part of your existence. I had the talk that I did for the seven elements of wellness. I began the talk with saying, um, you know, when you introduce yourself and I talked about who are you, 
well, I always tell people that I'm a creator. I just say I'm a creator and that lets their imagination run wild for what I create. Um, I can start talking to them, but then my introduction becomes more than like a two minute pitch, right? It becomes like a big, long pitch. It becomes a podcast just telling you all the things that I do. So when I say I'm a creator, what I'm saying is I'm not defined by my job. I'm not my role at home. I'm not my responsibilities at work. I'm just a creator and I wake up every day, momentum, ready to create. And like today I woke up saying, I'm going to make a podcast because that's what I need to do. And that's what I feel called to do. And that's what I'm excited to do. Um, I'm not my role. I'm not my role as I'm not a yoga teacher all the time. I'm not a breathwork instructor all the time. I am a creator of my experience. And maybe this leads you to say, well, what am I then? What if my job, I'm X job and I'm a mother, I'm a father. And when you introduce yourself, you say, I am an insurance salesman, and a father of three. It makes it, it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, but it's basically, it's a very limiting belief that that's all you are. Now you may say, well, no, I'm much more than that. I, I, I can be way more, more than this. Certainly you can. However, it goes back to the comment that I just said about, about a minute ago, that when we look at what is wanted, we can't look at the opposite of what is wanted. So when you say, this is what I am, you're essentially saying, this is where I am or who I've always been or who I'll always be. What if you said, I am expanding, evolving. I am open to new opportunities. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy the uh, adventure that comes from this you know whatever that is that that excites you it could be cycling it could be biking it could be mountain climbing snowboarding whatever it is that you get excited about why can't that be part of your experience of who you are well because it would go back to what i just said you your introduction would be so long so just become a creator just be open to opportunities just being a human or a soul that is exploring love that's that's exploring the things of the world Mirabai Bush talked about that we, um, the, the work, there's workplace challenges and some things can be satisfying, um, but we shouldn't be critical of others. What she doesn't say in here is don't be critical of yourself. You know, you can take pride in what you do, but many times I, I hear people say, well, I would do that, but I'm not good at other things. This is what I do. This is what, you know, this, I'm not good at other things. Well, Let's talk about this. <laughs> um, as a child, you were not good at public speaking. Maybe you're a great public speaker now. As a child, you may not have been um, outgoing and now you are. Or maybe you're more of an introvert now. Maybe you have a better speaking voice now. Maybe you're a better singer now. You can evolve. So as you're a creator, you're also an evolving creator. And for the most part, our jobs, unless you're living in kind of a, an old school mentality where we do a job for 20 years and you get your pension and your retirement, then you you know move on. Most of us don't stay in our jobs that long, but yet we're so we feel so tied to them, like they're a part of our being, like they're who we are, and that's we spend most of our time with our coworkers and with um, in our workspaces or virtually working because we're trying to pay bills or earn a living. But 
I think a lot of changes can happen. So for me going into van life, you know, that removes, you know, rent or mortgage. It changes um, utilities for sure because I'm totally off grid. There's a lot of things you can do to make adjustments in your life that makes work just sort of something that you do to be of service rather than it is your lifeline and it's the only thing that you have. You know, that's like what you wake up for early in the morning and then you stay there late and you work for someone else. Um, You know, I hate to put gloom and doom on it, but um, we are not defined by our jobs. Okay, We're just not. So taking care of our others is great, but take care of yourself. Take care of yourself to show up um, for yourself. I, I remember being in the corporate world and not taking all my vacation days. I don't know if any of you feel that way or if you've been in that position where you're like, ah, I don't know if I can take vacation because when I come back, it's so hard to get caught up. Oh my goodness. No, take your vacation days. Take your take all of them. Take the paid days. Take the sick days. Take every single one of them that you're entitled to from your employer. Now, if you're like me who's self-employed, um, you don't have sick days or, you know, <laughs> you don't have vacation days. You just take what you can when you can, but you have to set boundaries. So for me, I wasn't, or I haven't been as good at setting, um, boundaries and what I want to do in my, pretty much my work, my work week, you know, Monday through Friday, what I want to do in the evenings. I tend to fill those up with classes or I workshops or whatnot. And in my experience, it's limited my friendships. Um, it's limited my uh, dating life for sure. And because my weekends are full, I tend to find that every time I want to go somewhere, I, I need I need to involve it with like a workshop or a retreat. So this is something I'm working on um, for next year is just being, being kind to myself in the way of um, offering myself a couple days a month where I have nothing. So like today where I had not as much happening, not till tonight and I could relax and and move into ease. So things that we need to do, we need to not be defined by our jobs, say that we are creators rather than our role or responsibility in our job. We need to, not only that, but we need to do a little bit of self-preservation to limit, um, to not necessarily limit to to restrict how much time we spend involved in others people's success because our own success gets affected by that as mirabai bush said in the in the practice tolerance compassion with everyone and encourage personal growth in their lives and yours try to create a happy workplace and she goes on to say be playful cheerful and above all don't take yourself too seriously so who cares what you do? You might have a very serious job, you know, whether it be a place of danger or it might be a, in the healthcare industry. You might have a stressful job as a public servant. Um, you may work in, um, you know, fire or, you know, police work, or maybe you're in the military. And all these things are important, but they are not the end. I remember. I don't remember how many years ago this was, but it might have been ten or fifteen years ago before I chose to to move into the roles that I do now but I remember saying that even the president of the United States can be replaced and it does get replaced every four years right or four or eight years but everybody 
everybody can be is replaceable. And so don't let your ego tell you that you're irreplaceable. I, I find this, um, especially now as I'm training those to do uh, ketamine breath work in the clinic, where I think that I'm the one that does this. And I have to like let go of those reins saying, no, other people can teach this and they can do a really good job. I don't need to be present for all of it. Let it go. Move on. Let, close that door so that you can move on to other things. I created and we put a patent on this uh, ketamine breath work. And now we're training other people and we're expanding and opening. And, and now uh, maybe there's other roles for me to move into that are not um, daily in the clinic, you know, grinding away. The work has been done. Now let it go. This is the, the key to wealth, friends. The key to wealth is finding something that creates residual income and also diversification of your income is the keys to wealth. So if you're saying I'm working this job and one day I'll get promoted and you know one day I'll have my break, well, how are you diversifying that? And what is the residual income that's coming in? Whether it be an original thought, whether it be an original product, whether it be you know, something you have online, like a course or, you know, uh, for me, I, I'll kind of tell you what it is. So like the podcast doesn't have any ads and we do that on purpose. Um, so this is not a residual income podcast, but you know, where I, I'm able to talk about the retreats and I'm able to talk about some of the other workshops that I'm doing. And that's where that comes into place. If you visit me and you're interested in, in, in supporting this work, you can um, support by, through the Podbean uh, patron application. So you just go into the patron side of this and you can support this. And that is how we, it kind of pays for my time and supports the podcast, allows me to buy equipment. And, um, and um, you know, I bought a new hand pan recently. And, and you know, thanks to the, the, the listeners who are supporting the podcast, um, that's how that was, was made possible. But, you know, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of things like with my my uh, recordings for my meditations. A lot of I have a course now uh, with language of breath that I'm doing with my friend Jesse. You know, if you wanted to do breath work course, I'm going to put a link to to language of breath, um, my sev- our seven week course, and you can participate in that. Um, doing that, you can come to the retreats. You can. Um, you know, there's also donation options that, that we do. I have a, a lot of different ways that I'm bringing in residual income that are not me showing up to work every day, hoping to please someone to get paid a paycheck. And, um, as kind of final words, I, I want to encourage you to follow your bliss friends, follow your bliss, not to, you know, if your bliss is to serve others, great, but make sure you set boundaries Follow your bliss means don't do what you feel like you're stuck doing right now. Maybe you're stuck doing it. And I hear a lot of times people will say, well, I'm doing this now while I finish my degree. I'm doing this now while I raise a family. I'm doing this now. We we don't know when our life is um, in this physical body will come to its termination. it'll, It'll happen eventually. That is a guarantee. And I have found that I don't have room in my life for sorrow. And I don't have room for um, what ifs. And I don't have room in my life for regrets. I simply just have begun saying yes to things that feel good, no to things that don't, and taking risks. 
taking risks that maybe is asking out that beautiful person that you notice and you, you, before maybe you would feel as though you would get rejected. You know, she's too young, too old, too pretty, too whatever. He's not available or whatever. But taking risks has been something that has led me to so much bliss. Taking risks has given me bliss. It's also given me some rejections that I had to work through. But those were all great learning op- applications. Those were all great places. And, you know, as I... As I go towards things that say, yes, new doors are opening. I had a, a friend of mine kind of talking about a property she's thinking about buying and, hey, you know, we want to put a rock shop on it. And I was like, I would love to do something with that. That would be really neat. And to be on that property and to do yoga and meditation and breath work there and have this rock shop going, whatever your passion is, it will find a way to align with you. So for me, rocks have just been a hobby. I just kind of like them. I like crystals and I like playing with them, but I don't have any of the equipment because I live in a van. But if I did have a property, I would buy saws and polishers and I would have like a little rock club where people can come over and, you know, polish their own stuff and sell them, whatever, you know, whatever your passion is, follow it, follow your bliss and watch what happens. Watch what opportunities start to get created because you're not limiting yourself to who others think you should be and maybe some stale beliefs on who you thought you once were. You have so much more coming. You can be whatever you choose to be. Um, Yogi Bijan, I'm going to close today with a quote from Yogi Bijan. And it gets said a lot in um, Kundalini classes, but I'm going to use it here. That he was quoted saying, keep it up and you will be kept up keep it up. Don't get discouraged. Don't feel frustrated. Just keep it up and you will be kept up. The energy, the momentum, the universe will bless you as you decide that you will move through contrasting experiences, that you will navigate your way through things that don't feel as good, and you will be kept up either by new friendships, new support systems, new loves, new opportunities. Don't let things like addiction and um, following the latest dopamine hit bliss, you know, through a social media application or through addiction, be what draws you down. Be kept up. Be kept up by continuing to try, by continuing to not give up. You know, I see a lot of people in the clinic who um, are maybe on their last, their last effort. They saying, I, I need something to help keep me up. Uh, chemicals are imbalanced. I'm emotional. I'm depressed. I'm whatever this is. And a couple sessions with me and, uh, and, and I'll, I'll get the feedback that hey, I, I feel much better. I don't need to keep coming because I feel better because something has shifted. Something has shifted. Now, we don't know exactly what has shifted, whether it be chemically something shifting, whether it be neurologically something shifting, or whether it be just a place in the mind called mindset that is saying, I can, I will. I want and I will. Not, I hope, and maybe one day, if. It's about shifting to that pillar of mindset that's beyond the the reasoning mind and beyond the thinking mind. In doing so, you not only empower yourself, 
but you empower opportunities to start coming to you. Say yes to what feels good, say no to what doesn't, and keep moving forward. Keep it up, and you will be kept up. Thanks for listening today, friends.